Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And on today's Going In Raw News Brief, MVP and Bob Lashley are not happy about the Hurt Business split. Logan Paul's been confirmed for WrestleMania. <laughs> Faye Jackson stepping away from wrestling. And Adam Pearce announces a special WrestleMania edition of SmackDown. Steve recaps NXT UK and we preview tonight's SmackDown. But first, has AEW broken down another forbidden door to the WWE? Larson, what's in the news? So, I was not expecting this to be announced today, but announced it was WWE. Uh, announced today that Steve Austin's next guest for ah. on the Brooklyn Skull session is none other than the de- demo god himself, Le Champion, Chris Jericho. What? Now, this will be the former AEW champ's first official appearance at WWE since signing uh, with their upstart rival, though he won't be the first AEW contracted talent to show up in WWE programming. Of course, uh, Billy Gunn was inducted into WWE Hall of Fame in 2019 with the rest of DX. After it was announced that he was all elite, that's what Triple H referred to AEW as a pissant company. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, back to Jericho on Broken Skull Sessions in an interview with Sports Illustrated. Stone Cold talked about how this interview came about. This is what Stone Cold had to say. Steve, do you want to say this in Stone Cold voice? I was having a beer one night after my Broken Skull Sessions interview with The Undertaker aired. And out of the blue, Chris Jericho reached out and said, man, that was a great interview. I sent him back a couple of those emojis, one of a beer mug and the other of an eagle. And then he called me right then and there. We got to talking. I've always respected the hell out of his career, and I'm glad they're around. It gives the guys and girls in professional wrestling more places to work. I said, ah, goddamn, son, I'd love to have you on the show. And he said he'd love to do it. So I checked with Vince about it. I texted Vince and said, we had this badass idea about Jericho coming on the show. Vince goes, it's cool. Go ahead. But me and Vince don't always do well with phones and texts and all that. So I texted one more time. Are you sure it's okay to have Chris Jericho on the show? Vince gave me the thumbs up and Chris came out to do the show. Oh, hell yeah. There we go. Good job. You're going to do the rest of News Brief today. All right. Very well. (laughs) So uh, Sports Illustrated also adds that Tony Khan gave Jericho his blessing to appear on Broken Skull Sessions, which uh, that episode is set to air April 11th. 
Meanwhile, Triple H was asked about Jericho's appearance during his customary pre-takeover conference call <laughs> and stated the following. These transcripts via Fifely. I went to Triple H voice for this. All thing. right, here's the deal. We're open for business. I've said it a million times. Vince has been adamant about that. What's best for business for WWE and open to working with whoever that is. It's a funny thing that people sometimes create. They're, he actually said it's a funny thing. That's great. It's a funny thing that people sometimes create their own situations in their head. Jericho on Austin's show is not shocking to me. The game, Triple H. People make comments after they leave about receiving a nice call from Vince. It's not shocking. The perception and creation of what people believe in their heads when they have zero knowledge is amazing sometimes. The fantasy world that is creative. All you marks out there. He didn't uh, say the transcripts. Bit, I just added No, no, that. he did. He did. No, those transcripts are from Fightful. Uh, so this is surprising but i guess if anybody from aew was ever going to show up on wb programming while still under aew contract it was going to be chris jericho yeah given the history he had yeah. with the company so yeah surprising yes totally shocking i guess not uh yeah this doesn't seem out of the i mean there are certain things that seem completely out of the realm of possibility this is you know this is sort of a lot i would say this is probably Along the same lines, similar lines, as if like CM Punk did Broken Skull Sessions. Something you wouldn't see coming. Something that, uh, uh, you know, I mean, he's been, it was it, it was kind of along the same lines when he showed up on backstage. It was like, oh, mm -hmm. whoa, that's kind of crazy. I didn't realize that was a possibility. Kind of the same thing here. Jericho can kind of do what he wants. And, uh, and so this isn't terribly shocking. And Jericho does always like to be the guy who's pushing boundaries and doing things that people think, oh, this couldn't be done. So, um, so yeah, this isn't, this isn't, I mean, it's definitely, like I said, surprising, shocking, maybe. I mean, is, is it out of their own possibility? Clearly not. No, obviously not. Yeah. Obviously not. Now I'd be interested to see if the line of questioning during the course of this interview encompasses him going to AEW. If actual AEW talk makes it onto uh, programming that's going to be on, well, I guess, Peacock here in the States, WB Network elsewhere, that's, where it'll get interesting, you know, are there was Stone Cold given any ground rules mm -hmm. as far as uh, topics that uh, were not to be discussed at least in great detail? You know, Who when knows? he when he Who did knows? the when he did the Hogan interview on his podcast, um, I, I kind of personally feel that he didn't cover maybe nearly the ground of controversy. But I'll be honest with you, that Hogan interview could have been like four hours long. Mm -hmm. And it, unfortunately, I think it was only probably two. I um, think it was, yeah, 90 minutes for two hours. Yeah. Like that, yeah. And uh, and I feel like there was a lot of ground that they could have covered. And, you know, Austin, obviously, he probably just wanted to stray away from that stuff. And Hogan probably told him, hey, brother, <laughs> let's keep it to the career stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like it'd be it'd be weird. Honestly, it'd be weird if he didn't. You know, you go this far. It'd be weird if you didn't. And it's not like anything Jericho did after WWE was all that controversial in terms of his relationship with WWE. I mean, I think they've even used him for, like, interview footage with him that... They did for the last ride, yeah. Did that precede... Did, did the actual interview footage precede his going to AEW or is it new stuff they shot? Yes, because I think they were all shooting that stuff at the time those events were happening. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Mania so his hair was like short. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 34, stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, Jericho is one of those guys who seems to have a pretty good relationship with everybody. 
And, uh, and yeah, this is definitely one of those things where like, holy crap. Now, I mean, is this going to lead to a super show at WWE and AEW? No. Probably not. not. Probably Clearly not. not. Clearly uh, not. But, uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, these days, I, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't expect it, and I'd be pretty shocked if, if they did do some business with them. But I also wouldn't see it outside the realm of possibility. I really wouldn't. With with I'd be I'd be I'd be pretty floored if it happened. I'd with the way floored. with the way ratings are these days, man, they need to start thinking outside the box. Yeah, they the WWE definitely needs to up their cool factor because that's where they're struggling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're struggling in the, in the ability to surprise anybody. Um, and this stuff yeah. and this Jericho thing definitely did that. So maybe they'll right. maybe they'll take that and and say, hey, you know, maybe we can do some other stuff. That could be. Speaking of other surprising developments, WWE, uh, this one uh, completely unwelcome. Uh, Fightful Select. Go subscribe to Fightful Select, by the way. They're reporting that it was Vince McMahon who decided to split up the Hurt Business this past Monday on Raw, even though both Bobby Lashley and MVP argued against such a move. According to Fightful Select, Vince, quote, dug in his heels even more after meeting with Lashley and MVP. This is... It's pretty crystal clear what happened here, Larson. They didn't know what direction they wanted to go until the very last minute. And you saw this two weeks ago when they when they initiated this. And Bob Lashley went from being a tweener with a really interesting confrontation with Drew McIntyre. Um, you know, I've always been a fan of letting the fans kind of decide who am I going to choose, who am I going to root for. I mean, it's funny because we did the we did the the Survivor Summer Series, Slam ninety eight Summer, Summer, Summer Slam, Slam ninety eight yeah where it was like okay but this is like a different like this is not, this is kind of different than that you know because like you have one guy it who's is. the most over guy like in history basically Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Undertaker who kind of just didn't want to be a bad guy yeah versus this situation here where it's like Bob Lashley has support from the fans because of his journey yeah um and and Drew McIntyre. We haven't really seen him in front of fans in a long time since he's been champion. Mm -hmm. And I can see why Vince would be like, oh, this is kind of a gamble. We need to make Bob Lashley more of a heel. Uh, Let's have him do things that just make him more explicitly a heel. And breaking up the Hurt Business is kind of along those lines. I kind of understand why they did this. And it's kind of transparent. It's just it's sad. It's sad that they didn't. Give this more of a build to this happening. Exactly. That's the problem exactly. here. They did it exactly. at the last that minute. That is the problem. That is the problem. When you got two weeks before Mania, you decide to to do something like this, break up the Hurt Business, a, a, a faction by all accounts is really popular amongst WWE's fan base. And when you don't put in uh, the, the 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 efforts from a storytelling perspective to to make the the split more plausible, more believable, it just feels rushed. And I could completely understand why Lashley MVP be like, Mm-mm, "This is not this is not the way to go," you know. And I, I get your point about Vince worrying about Drew possibly being booed or not being cheered to the extent uh, that he would like. But but you got two characters potentially that are really interesting. You got Drew, a badass good guy, and you got Bob Lashley, a badass bad guy, um, and and on a collision course, two guys who had to wait. Years who put in work, tons of work, went to different companies, came back to WWE to finally get the title. I mean, there's a lot of parallels between their careers. That's 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 ripe for some really interesting storytelling. And rather than go that route 
they had Bob Lashley go to the 24-7 locker room and essentially put a bounty on Drew McIntyre's head. And it, it, yeah. It, for that, that was the moment where like, okay, we see where this is going. We see where this is going. They're trying to get as much heat on Bob Lashley, make him as uh, uh, as huge of a heel as possible in three yeah. weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, and by going to the 24-7 locker room to put that bounty on Drew's head, it's like nearly, uh, I don't know, not all my confidence points, but a lot of confidence that Drew is winning at WrestleMania. Even though like everything up to that point, the building blocks were there to tell an interesting story, and you spend a bunch of money on that awesome new Bob Lashley entrance. We've got lightning and stuff. Yeah. Like... How am I, how am I not supposed to cheer that? It's like you get to an it's like the end of Game of Thrones. Like you get to the end of a season, and then all of a sudden they just start telling like a different, completely different story that doesn't make any sense within the context of what had previously been presented. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I can't. That's that's one of my my pet peeves about wrestling is when, you know, I, I love a good motivated heel turn. Like when when Rock totally. turned heel at Survivor Series '98, it's mm-hmm. like oh wow. Like when he laid out his motivation, that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. when motivation mm-hmm. makes sense, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's like, man, all the pieces were there. None of the pieces are here for this. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, I mean, in that same episode of Raw, Lashley more or less seemingly creative gave him the the script he gave. They gave him. He basically contradicted himself. Yeah, he yeah. got on Cedric and Shelton for interfering in his match. Right. And then later on the show was angry with them for not doing enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like Didn't just make any give sense. us some consistency. Yeah, I can't stand when they do that. Uh, another thing I can't stand, Logan Paul, but apparently he's confirmed for WrestleMania. Fightful's reporting that we can expect more Logan Paul in WWE after tonight's appearance in SmackDown. Oh, apparently Paul stated this. He stated on his Impulsive podcast that he will, in fact, be at WrestleMania next weekend. All right. Well. Uh, in sad Dur news. This is really sad news. I don't know what's sadder, Logan Paul being on my TV or uh, or Faye Jackson stepping away from wrestling. Larson, what did she have to say? So uh, she posted the following on Twitter and saying that she'll be stepping away from uh, wrestling uh, soon. So what she had to say, quote, I've known I've been quiet the last few days, so here's an update. I dislocated my elbow in a match on Sunday that'll take a while to heal. So I have to pull out of all shows I was booked for Mania Weekend. The Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal will still continue and I will be there. Please buy tickets, buy the stream, and support real hot girl shit, support for the culture, support ladies' night out, continue to donate to the boys and to Planned Parenthood. I've got, I've told close friends, and now I'm making it uh, officially public after Tampa. I am stepping away from wrestling for good. I want to thank everyone that has ever been a fan of Faye Jackson. Y'all gave me inspiration to do something I never thought I could do. I hope somehow I made an impact on professional wrestling. Now it's time for me to take a bow. So come party with me in Tampa and make some lasting memories. This is sad. I, I'm not uh, 100% familiar with, with her work, but like what little I have been exposed to, uh, she seems like quite a character, quite a mm-hmm. personality, mm-hmm. Uh, brings a lot of fun to the independent scene. And I was, I was hoping that, I mean, she could have been a wonderful addition to like the AEW women's roster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully she finds some happiness and satisfaction in whatever she does next. And, uh, and yeah, like she says, support all those uh, shows that she's uh, putting on in, at Mania Weekend. Should Definitely. be a lot of fun. That, that Grace Sweatpants Battle Royal, the name alone is fantastic. It is. It truly is. <laughs> um, uh, we got some SmackDown news here uh, before uh, I talk about some NXT UK. Adam Pierce uh, uh, announced via WWE on Fox that we're getting a special WrestleMania edition of SmackDown next week. Is this the pre-tape one? This is the pre-tape one, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, that will, it will include... A fatal four-way for the SmackDown tag titles, as well as the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Participants for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, subsequently announced by WWE on Fox, 
And here they are. Akira Tozawa. It's the 24-7 locker room. Akira yeah, Tozawa. Yeah, here we can alternate. We can alternate. I know you did a lot of impressions earlier. You can rest your voice a little bit. Uh, Angel Garza. Cedric Prime Alexander. Drew Gulak. Elias. Eric. Grand Metalik. Umberto Carrillo. Jackson Riker. Jay Uso. Oh, main event, Jay. <laughs> Kalisto. May us be the main event of SmackDown. Uh, King Corbin. Lince Dorado. Mace. Murphy. Mustafa Ali. Ricochet. Pew, pew. Shelton Benjamin. Shinsuke Nakamura. IWGP legend Shinsuke Nakamura. Slapjack. T-Bar. Tucker. Tucky's going to be in it. Oh, yeah. All right. Who's your early pick? Who's winning this thing, Steve? Uh, the, let's see here. On the short list, it's Shinsuke, Mustafa Ali, Corbin. Uh, Main event, Jay. Main event, Jay. Yeah, he's up there. I'd love it to be Prime Alexander. If you're going to break up the Hurt Business, let him do something good. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be Baron Corbin. Eh, it might be Shinsuke. It might be Shinsuke. He's all Jack now. He's he had that thing with Seth and Cesaro. Yeah. Maybe it's Shinsuke. I feel like I feel like it could be Nakamura or Uso. Does the winner like... get anything? I forget. Does the winner get anything? They get a trophy. Shot? A trophy? No title shot? Just hey, mm-hmm. I got a trophy. Just a really huge trophy. All right. Some momentum maybe they get. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As if WWE was good with that. Momentum. You know what WWE is good with? Booking their territory in the UK. All right. This is where I get to relax. My heart's broken, Larson. No, I can't relax today because I need. You some saw this coming. You're talking about Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan, right? They yeah, break but up. I thought I thought that they would like. I thought that Kenny Williams's cheating ways would lead to them losing the match, and it did. But man, during the match, oh, I'll get to it in a second. But yeah, they're broken up. Episode started. NXT UK started with Eva Valkyrie versus Stevie Turner, the debuting Stevie Turner. She was. Somebody Tyler? I forget her first name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was yeah. part of the Tokyo Cyber Squad, Hanakura's yeah. group. I know who you're talking um, about. So, talking. anyways, uh, she has a promo before this match. Says So, she's some sort of, like, futuristic person. She says, and this oh, was wow. like a night-by-night. Night, is it Fear and Loathing or Night-by-Night night who does those great questions about future? I believe it's night-by-night. Night. Okay. About the hole and stuff. Uh, yeah, and then, like, we show up and we see ourselves. Anyway, she says, in this world you have here... She says, I'm happy to be in this world here. It's very two-dimensional, though. But I am from a fourth-dimensional world. I was like, whoa, you just blew my mind with that one, dude. Whoa. Uh, So anyway, she puts up a good fight. But uh, Eva Valkyrie drops a huge uh, top rope leg drop to the back of Turner's head for three. Uh, It was a good match. Uh, After that, we had an A-Kid video. He's simply excited to see who wins next week at UK Prelude with the number one contender of... uh, the, for the Heritage Cup. No, Mdar is totally going to win that because Tyler Bate already had his shot at it. Uh, Jack Stars and Piper Niven meet up at the PC. And uh, he's going overboard with, uh, he's like, okay, I've got lots of great ideas for what to do today. First, we're gonna, and he just points out, he just paints, points to all the gym equipment and says, we're going to do all this. And she's like, listen, man, do you want to be the best athlete the WWE UK, NXT UK has? Or do you actually want to win? She's like, you know, just cool your jets for like an hour and let me show you the way. She's like, look at me. I'm not going to be Miss Universe anytime soon, uh, but I can beat up all the women and most of the boys in the locker room. Let me show you how to do that. And so you get a little montage of him beating up like one of those bags that they practice with. Mm -hmm. And him, she's trying to bring out the intensity in Jack Stars. Mm -hmm. So I'm a man, this dude, you know, he's been paying his dues being the jobber to the stars for a while. I want to see him, uh, you know, 
uh, make a good show and get some dubs under his uh, under his Agreed. belt. Agreed. After that, we had uh, Jobber Josh Morell, who's probably my favorite jobber in NXT UK. He does some like really cool stuff versus Teo Man. And uh, again, Morell, another impressive showing. Teo Man makes him tap out, though, with crossface. Uh, after that, this was actually really, really good. You you actually would appreciate this. So it was a sit-down interview with Walter and Rampage Brown. Mm-hmm. Sid Scala was uh, moderating, or he was the interviewer. He was the conductor of the interviewer. And he asked Walter straight up, Walter, do you think you're the greatest champ, the greatest champion, champion ever? And he says, you can answer that question yourself. Let me ask you this, Sid Scala. Am I the longest reigning champion in modern history, or the longest current reigning champion? And he's like, yeah. What about the longest ever champion in modern history? And he's like, yeah, you are. He said, then that's the, okay, there's your answer. Yeah, yeah, I'm greatest champion. Rampage, and then Rampage asked a question about like, why do you, you know, get this shot? He's like, well, this is my job. Am I ready for him? Is he ready for me? And Walter says, look what he just said. It's his job. This is my life. Every time I step in the ring, I restore the honor of the ring. Rampage brings up his own win over Walter, like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Walter says, yeah, so what? What have you done lately? Look at me. Look what I've been doing. Look what you've been doing. You're like everybody else. Nothing special. I don't respect you. And Rampage is like, look at you. You're full of yourself. And he's like, full of my, and that's when he gets mad. He's like, full of myself. I'm the most selfless person in the sport. What I do, I do for everyone else. This is why I don't respect you because you say things like that. It was really, like, Walter was really good. It was yeah. really, it was like mellow Walter, but then he turns it up a notch. He's just so, Angry like, Walter. he's yeah. so confident. It's great. Rampage is getting his ass kicked. I'm going to love yeah. every second of it. Anyway, after that, we had a Gallus mini movie. Gallus, they've been doing a lot of cinematics with, and they're great, and I wish they'd just do that from now on. Yeah. So in this particular cinematic, it seems like Gallus is making their money now by accepting bets uh, for their dudes to fight chumps. And so you see, like they're like out, they're like outside. It's like at night. And it's like so they some, have their they have their own swingers palace, kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's like a Fight Club version of that. Gotcha. It's very much. It's more like uh, the the wrestling scenes in the Nick. Remember gotcha. that? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in this case, uh, Mark Coffey. Uh, is talking to some dude who's got his own mark, and he's like, "All right, how much? Five hundred under a minute." He's like, "All right," and so he goes back, and Joe Coffee's in the ring working out with some dude like sparring, and then Wolfgang is like taping up his fists, and he's like, uh, "He's like, all right, ready, go." And Wolfgang's like, "All right, how long do I have?" And he's like, "Immediately." So they go, and uh, and Wolfgang like one punches the dude. The dude's like wearing a jacket. <laughs> It's kind of ridiculous. It's not even a ring. It's just like a dirt patch, and there's a bunch of people standing yeah, yeah. around. It's a bare knuckle yeah. fight, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wolfgang knocks a dude down, and then you get the camera angle down below, and Wolfgang's just pounding on the guy, pounding on the guy. I wish they would have brought up some blood, pounding on the guy, and then they pull him off. So he wins his 500 pound. Um. So after that, we had a Kaylee Ray promo in the ring. She's like, you know what? I asked for the best in the world, and they delivered with Mako. I beat her. Then Millie McKenzie interrupts. Says it's been a while since I've been here, but I've been traveling, training, waiting, winning. She says I'm here because I want to beat the best. And as she starts to approach Kaylee Ray to face off, Isla Dawn comes out of nowhere and sneaks and sneak attacks Millie, and she holds Millie. And as Kaylee Ray is starting to load up like a super kick, Mako comes in to make a save. Uh, after that, we had a training video promo thing: Noam Dar versus Tyler Bate. It's pretty well done. Uh, Kaylee Ray and Isla Dawn are now in the hallway, leaving ring. Scala comes up all in their face, all aggressive, says, Oh, I got a message from Johnny Saint. You're in a tag match against Millie and Mako next week. They're like, Okay. 
After that, uh, oh yeah, so Kaylee Ray then storms off, and then Isla Isla Dunn just sort of stares at him. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping that she ends up doing like some voodoo on Sid. Like he'll be, you know, trying to in the ring, like on a promo or something at Prelude, and he shits him, shits his pants or something, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. like he starts holding his neck, ah, and then you see her back there, the little Sid Scala doll. <laughs> and then we got our main event: Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan versus Pretty Deadly. Really, really, really fun match. There's this one bit where one of the I don't know who the Pretty Deadly dudes, what their names are, but one of the guys, I think the brunette guy. Had uh, was getting Kenny Williams up for a power bomb, and you know some people they'll get out of that by doing a Rana. Yeah, this yeah. was like the craziest, like quickest snap Rana I've seen. It was like bang bang, and uh, it was really cool. But anyways, the finish. So Kenny and Jordan uh, go uh, Williams and Jordan go on this really impressive run where they're just doing bang 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 move move like it's seamless tag team seamless stuff. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, they end up getting just a two count off that. Like it's basically the finish of a match, but they only get two. Kenny gets this look on his face like, dude, this isn't going to fucking work. This, this yeah. isn't going to work anymore. So right after that, um, pretty deadly, one of the dudes shoves the other guy into a ref, so we get a ref bump. And at that point, Kenny Williams looks he's like, all right, well, time to do what I do. He leaves the ring, grabs both the titles, throws one to Amir. And Amir's like, dude, what, what do you want me to do with this? And he's like, come on, the ref's gone. The ref's down. Let's just do this. Let's do it. Come on. And he's like, and Amir thinks about it, thinks about it. He's like, no, man. He's like, we can't do it this way. We're not going to cheat. We can't do this. And Williams grabs the title. He's like, fine, I'll do it. So he grabs it, and he's about to use it. And Amir, like, you know, grabs at him. He holds him. He's like, dude, come on. We don't need to cheat. We can't do this. And Williams like, okay, fine, fine. Just thinking to himself, this isn't going to work. So he <laughs> leaves. Amir sets up one of the pretty deadly guys for a move. And then Williams goes, while the ref is starting to get up, he strikes Amir Jordan in the back with a title, thus breaking up the group. Uh, he leaves, goes up the ramp, sort of turns to watch the rest of the match play out. Pretty deadly get their finish on Amir Jordan and uh, and the three with that. And, uh, and yeah, I was like, man, I, I was just hoping that, like, okay, maybe Williams would, like, cheat and the ref would see it and that's how they mm-hmm. would lose. Mm-hmm. But he turned on Amir Jordan. He turned yeah. on him. Oh, Yeah, we saw this coming, man. It was rough. It was, was going to happen. It was really well done, though. Like you're, you know, it, that's the thing about the UK, man. You start to get emotionally invested in this stuff. They do it really well. It's a really great show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about what used to be. It is uh, sometimes still a really great show. SmackDown. We got an episode of that tonight. Two segments announced. First, how will Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan strike back following Edge's vicious attack? Ooh, and uh, Sami Zayn brings Logan Paul to the red carpet premiere of his documentary trailer. Just a trailer. It's they have a red carpet mirror for a trailer. Guess so. It must be a hell of a movie. Anyways, hopefully you guys will join us for our recap of SmackDown tonight. Uh, and yeah, till then, uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Frendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Frendo Club Arcade. Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.